the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie. You're very welcome back to the Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cudahy with you until seven o'clock. I'm delighted to welcome to the show for the Thursday interview, Oshin McConville. Oshin, how are you? Kieran, how's form? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Uh, listen, so much we could talk about. Um, I, I suppose when when people mention you, people would think about uh, you know the, the 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 contribution you make to discussions around gambling. Uh, others will think of Armand, the 2002 All Ireland. I I. Maybe it's the Kilkenny bias in me. I think of the Cross McGlen jersey more than yeah. <laughs> the, the Armagh jersey, the black and amber. And when I think of Cross, I think of and if that image of the team training or playing underneath the watchful hour of this uh, uh, eye of this British Army patrol tower and, and the big RAF helicopter taking off, that photograph that lots of people would be familiar with. Um, you, you were very much a child of the Troubles. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And I think, you know, when I, when I have talked uh, more and more about uh, my struggles and what it was like growing up in the area that I grew up in. I suppose I came to a lot of realizations around, you know, the effects that the troubles had on me. Because <laughs> to be honest, uh, and we're not going back, you know, a thousand years, but you know, for a long time, you didn't talk about those things. You know, you were told to, uh, you know, shut your mouth and get, and get on with it, basically. And and uh, and I suppose. As a child, you know, growing up in that time, you just took that and you run with it, and you, uh, you took it for what it was. And it was only it's only later in life, I suppose, that you realise, um, just the profound effect that you know something like the troubles would have on you. And like, you know, I suppose that comes through experience, but also through some of the travels I've had, probably in the last even three or four years. I I was in Gaza and. Christmas 2019 and uh, you know it's amazing what that particular trip uh, brought up for me it was um, you know it was like like it's, I know it may sound ridiculous to people but it was a lot like what I grew up in in the, in the 70s 80s and early 90s Do, do you think uh, and I won't talk to you about that experience but just that, that idea that um, you know it has followed you around and maybe you didn't appreciate how much I mean when you look at things like suicide rates in Northern Ireland and, and self-harm and, and mental health they're kind of skewed that they're, they're an anomaly when compared to uh, um, the 26 counties and compared to even Britain uh, do you think that's part of the reason is, is that, that 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 you've got this kind of generation of people maybe emotionally scarred and and it hasn't been recognised. It hasn't been talked about. Yeah, I think that's you know you hit the nail on the head. It's it's about you know it's about trauma. A lot of that trauma is childhood trauma. A lot of that is you know the things that people seen you know before they were maybe ten or eleven years of age. You know uh, the images which uh, you know portrayed whenever you talk about you know the pictures of the helicopters and and you know where people you know will have a laugh at it and they'll they'll look at it and they'll think. You know, that was mad times. It was mad times, I suppose, at the time. You know, we just took it as the norm. Uh, but now the more you look back and the more you realise the profound effect, you know, that that would have had. And you realise that... Um, I suppose the one thing I realised, you know, around 11 or 12 was that I went to school in Newry, so it's about 18 mile away from where I live. It's about 35 minutes on a bus um, when I went into school in your area, I was, well, hold on a second, not everybody's living in the same circumstances as we are. 
you know, the troubles was a thing. Of course it was in Uri, but uh, it just didn't seem as profound, maybe because it was a bigger place, you know, it was mm. probably more mixed as far as religion was concerned. Um, attacks, shootings, that sort of thing, you, they weren't as magnified as what they were in my area. <clears throat> like if you go into a school, I think the, one of the first things one of the teachers said to me, uh, when, I think there was maybe six or seven of us ended up going to the same school. And I remember one of the teachers saying, here's the boys from Bandit Country. And everybody had a laugh about it. And, and But that's essentially the way we were viewed and the way we were known. Mm. And uh, it was a one, um, you know, you, you threw a blanket over the, the whole lot of us. And that's the way, as I say, we were viewed. And, and, you know, when you hear it voiced, you know, from somebody who, you know, you uh, is in authority or you, mm. you look up to, <clears throat> it just gives you, um, I suppose you just, it just confirms all of the things that, uh, you thought you were, or at least at that time we thought we were. And do, do you end up then leaning into it? Because we know, like, if you place a label on on someone, particularly a, a child, you know, it's it's just a quirk of human nature. Then that the child begins to kind of fulfil the expectations of that label. I mean, did you kind of, you know, once you were labelled as as being from bandit country, did you kind of very much become kind of the Fenian in the school? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I suppose we were all we all came from you know uh, South Armagh, South Down. So I mean, as such, we were all sort of Fenians. But <laughs> I suppose we 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 were seen as uh, you know there was there was a South Armagh corner, you know there was this there was a South Armagh you know team at break time. There was a South Armagh game of handball. There was a you know it was that's sort of the way you know it was and. Um, I suppose you did sort of get, get you get put in a sort of a bit of a cubby hole, you know. You, you like I remember in particular because I, I would have struggled academically, and and I knew I was going to struggle in the school that I went into. And uh, I remember going into one of the classes and sitting in the very front seat because I knew that I needed to. That's where I needed to be in order to give myself any chance whatsoever in in, in salvaging anything academically. And I remember the teacher coming in and saying, this is McConville, go on down the back corner there. You're only here to play football. And so, you know, when, mm. you, when you're getting it sort of, you know, from both ends, it's sort of, uh, you know, it's not actually, it's not that enticing. It's, it's no wonder I ended up leaving school with, <laughs> with, uh, with very little to show for. Uh, uh, and you say like people grew up a generation, grew up seeing things they shouldn't have seen. I mean, you're describing yourself there. I assume as a child, you, you saw things that, you know, you'd, you'd hate for your children to see. Well, I, you know, when people talk to me about, you know, uh, peace times and they talk to me about ceasefire and all those things, I literally cannot imagine my kids growing up in in the area that I grew up in with the things happening. Um, I just, I, I don't think I would tolerate it. I don't think I would let it happen as in, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. Uh, I don't know what that says for me. You know, mm. I haven't really thought about it that much, but I just know that I suppose the one thing we want to do is we want to um, protect our kids and we don't want to see them. But I suppose at that time for my family, I mean, we had no choice but be where we were. And again, you know, it was the norm. You know, my mum and dad had, had grown up with it and and uh, subsequently, you know, my older brothers and sisters, I was the youngest in a, in a family of nine. So, you know, we, we uh, you know, my older brothers and sisters, they had all seen us. You know, I'd seen the effect that it had on them at times. You know, I watched them, you know, being stopped and searched and, and all those sort of things. I remember my sister coming into the house one time and uh, that was after being a bomb attack and <clears throat> she was stung from head to toe 
she jumped into a, a, a hedge to try and get to try and protect herself and she was stung from head to toe and she came into the house and she had no idea she was stung from head to toe and stuff like that just yeah. lives with you it, when when a bomb went off we lived just right on the on the edge of the town and when a bomb bomb went off uh you know all the windows would go in and it was amazing. It was amazing to think of it now. <clears throat> you know, we go all go or whoever will go to a certain window, uh, you know, brush up the glass. We put the um, timber in it that, w- that was there from the last time. We wait for a glazer to come. He put it back in and we just get on with normal life. And, and again, you know, it seems strange. You know, you'd be, you might be walking through a certain area and, you know, a week later and all of a sudden you're stepping on glass or something like that and, and <clears throat> but that's just as I say that's the way it was and yeah. that's what we got used to you know and, I mean, I know it's it's probably true of everyone like the, the, that old saying the past is the foreign country but it must be particularly true I mean for your kids I, do, I don't know do you talk about that or have they reached that age any of them where, where they've started to ask questions about the past but I mean y- your experience must be completely alien to them yeah, um, my oldest boy is is doing a little bit of uh, they did a, a bit of stuff on the raising um, last year in school and and uh, he's particularly interested actually in in history. Okay, uh, lots of so, lots of awkward uh, conversations ahead, Oshin. Yeah, there's lots of awkward conversations ahead, but that's not even talking about my own stuff. But um, <laughs> it, yeah, it, look at it, he's he's interested in it. Um, he has a certain perception of. Uh, you know what went on, um, and I suppose as much as he's a kid, it's probably he's probably not that far away from what it was. He just can't believe that. You know, I suppose to simplify it for him, you know, somebody came in and, and took over, you know, an area where they had no business being, and that, that sort of as far as you know the knowledge or whatever goes at this stage. But um it's just trying i suppose to educate them then as, as best you can around that and uh give them an idea of some of the stuff because there's obviously a lot of there's a lot of local stuff here around mm. um what happened to the club and that and he's particularly interested in that obviously because they're interested in football because again you know when i was growing up it was the troubles on football and that's really all those in the community and to be honest the troubles is gone and and there's lots of other things in the community, but the football is still probably number one as far as uh, giving us um, a sense of purpose in that, you know. It, it, you mentioned Nuri, and, and I, I heard you recently talking about, you know, your parents kind of suggesting that when you, if you were in Belfast, tell people you come from Newry because it just comes with less baggage than saying I come from Cross McGlen. And I, I just wonder how much of that persists because I, I'll be honest and I've said this on this show before like I, I, I'm i I'm from Kilkenny I'm a couple of years younger than you but you know the North really wasn't on my radar growing up because we, as we were from a big GAA house just like you but it's hurling obviously in my neck of the woods and beyond the odd match with Antrim that, that was really it you know what I mean there, there was no interaction with, with, with Ulster or with the six counties and and to this day, like, and maybe this says more about me, I still find myself, every time I meet someone from the North, immediately I kind of try to work out, are they one of us or one of them? And it's just, maybe I shouldn't, but it's it's instinctual, it just happens. I I try to make a decision based on their name or where they're from. And, um, like, is, does that still happen? Do, do you still do that? Uh, <clears throat> funny, I had a, I had a chat uh, with, with uh, Andrew Trimble at one stage about this, and and we were talking about uh, the things that have changed and lots of things have changed. But 
Uh, do I, I, I personally speaking, I don't, I don't really think about that anymore. I suppose because of my lane of work, I'm dealing with people from every sector of the community. I'm dealing with uh, people from all different religions, and it's more diverse, I suppose, than uh, like like every country now is more diverse than mm. it ever has been. But <clears throat> I don't sit there thinking, right, okay, like I know what exactly what you're talking about, though. I know. You know, the first thing you think about is right his surname, and then it's is is uh, his first name, and you think, and then I suppose the next question is what school did you go to, and then you really have them, you know, <laughs> you have them clocked, you know. And I think, you know, I, I was talking to Andrew Trimble about this as well about you know like people from my area, we talk about the north of Ireland, we never say Northern Ireland, you know, and uh, just little silly things and nuances and. You know, would I mean, you would you still, still you you you'd, sti- you'd still say Northern Ireland or the North of Ireland? You wouldn't say Northern Ireland, would you? Uh, it doesn't bother me now, Kieran. To be honest, no. I but I mean, but you, 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 I, I'm, I'm just conscious because I, I don't think you say Northern Ireland. No, I don't. I don't consciously because that's because I think that's you know something that I learned, okay, you yeah. know, over the years or I got used to saying. But yeah, I would have no problem saying Northern Ireland. You know, I have no problem saying that, but. Uh, I just go back to the point, like, you know, we talk about, you know, healing rifts and we talk about moving on, all those things. I mean, if I'm going to get bogged down in, you know, whether I say it's Northern Ireland or the North of Ireland, we're not really in a great place then, you know, as far as, you know, trying to move the thing along. So I try as best I can to try and I'm not really too bothered. I mean, to be people... There'd be a lot of people who would listen to me if I said Northern Ireland and be a lot more bothered than I, about it than I would be. But um, I think that's that comes with age as well. I think yeah. you sort of you get to the stage where you think, you know, if this thing is going to move along and we are going to do what we've been talking about doing as far as healing rifts and and uh, and making it a better future for our own kids, um, which I still think, believe it or not, might be a generation or two away. But uh, if we, as I say, if we're going to get bogged down in little things like that, I think we're not we're not really in in the place yeah. that we think we it, are. You know, the the Northern Ireland versus North of Ireland, it's it's just another version of the row about symbols, isn't it? And I know symbols matter, but I mean they don't really matter when you're getting up and just want to put food on the table at the end of the evening. And I think there's more and more of that now, Kieran. I think you know people are so preoccupied with uh, there's 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 so many challenges in life. You know, for families and for for kids, and look, I I I'm involved in 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 coaching and uh, but in football, and I, honestly, like I really see the challenges that that uh, that young lads have now in particular because you know it's it's young fellas that I'm that I'm coaching, but I see the challenges and and the challenges as much as they're uh, a lot of them are the same. There's a lot of them that you know would be alien to us. You know, when it comes to you know phone social media you know that sort of thing and and there is there's they have a lot to they have a lot of uh stresses outside of you know thinking about you know what flag needs to be flown in the in the yeah. city hall and stuff you know that, that for a lot of people i mean that's 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 of no real concern to them whatsoever you're 100 percent right and for a lot of uh you know for a lot of adults a lot of you know families is it's exactly what you said. It's about putting food on the table and and making sure things are right, you know, on your own roof mm. before you even think about what's going on outside of it. But don't get me wrong. For a lot of other people, it's it's important, and and uh, and I would never forget, you know, where I came from or uh, our history or the struggle 
you know, that we had, the intimidation, the oppression, all that sort of thing. But um, again, it's it's about trying to move on from that and, and trying to make it a better place to live. As I, on that point about the, the, the young lads, um, because, like, you know, you'd come to this as, uh, as a coach, obviously, so you have first-hand experience dealing with it. But I suppose the counselling background as well would give you maybe an understanding of... of what they're going through when you talk about phones because body image is another one that strikes me now as kind of being a, a thing in, in dressing rooms that certainly wasn't a thing when I was in dressing rooms uh, thankfully I mean how like how, how much pressure do you find these kind of teenage fellas are under? Huge uh, huge pressure because you know they're expected to excel in, in every area um, you know there's there's I think there's a lot more people in third level education now that probably aren't maybe that suited to third level education and uh, everybody's expected to go to college and everybody expected to you know to act in a certain way you're expected to have uh, a certain as you say body shape and a lot of time you know even with coaches and stuff like if, if a person isn't in a certain shape you know they they mightn't be considered as far as you know even getting past the, the first round of um trials or anything like that that's the expectation and so a lot of that some of that comes from coaches themselves but uh, generally speaking what I find um, is young gays uh, feeling they need to act behave uh, in a certain way um, and all it's doing is putting pressure on themselves I mean even just for example like you know I'm involved with DKIT, the Dark Institute of Technology, take, you know the, the football and that. It's not a, it's not a huge, a huge thing because you know uh, college football is is um, sort of being let down on its feet. But um, I suppose the thing about about these guys is that you know they're they're getting maybe pulled between you know three, four teams. You know, expected to be master of them all. Um, you know, expect to be on the pitch seven days a week. Some of them are trying to hold down a part-time job. Some of them are trying to be successful as far as the career that they've chosen, as far as, you know, the studies, the exams, all those things. That's not even taken into consideration family-like relationships. So there's a lot of stuff just there, and I, and I see it with them sometimes. And one of the things that we decided to do a while back, which seems absolutely ridiculous for a coach, but uh, we don't really train the lads you know, any, anymore because they're all training elsewhere. We just try and get them together, yeah. and, you know, have a chat and go through things. Mm. And uh, and I think because of that, we might, we may well just get a little bit more out of them as far as, you know, um, they realize that, you know, we're not looking for a pound of flesh, even yeah. if everybody else is. So I think, you know, that's important is, is you know, the arm around the shoulder now and again. So probably don't get enough of that because, like, it's a, like, even GEA now has become, such a results business you know and it's you know it doesn't matter you know what team it is you know i see it at, at underage i see it at 10s 11s 12s um as a results business and people just want results so i mean um where does the pressure lay when you're looking for results it falls back in the players again yeah and i, I suppose to go full circle because we started or you started by talking about maybe your generation and the legacy of the troubles and maybe not confronting that legacy and, and, and the baggage it means that you carry. I mean, do, do you, do you worry that there's now a generation of these young lads that, that, that it, 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 that isn't being addressed. The problems you talk about there, like the problems and the pressures that, that, that they face, that they kind of, it, it's hard for them to talk about it. 
it is hard for them to talk about it. And, you know, if you have, you know, three, four different people and three different masters and you maybe have somebody at home and they're wondering why, you know, you're not getting the results that you, that you can, they're wondering why maybe you're not, you're, you know, you're 18 or 19 years of age and why you're not able to pay a little bit of your own way. And, you know, it's just, it's just a bit of a minefield, but certainly, you know, uh, the trauma thing, um, you know, it, it just continues and it continues in different ways, shapes and forms. And, um, you know, I think we are at last starting to recognize that, you know, as far as, you know, treating people and people mm. in crisis and all that but um, we still have it we have a long 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 way to go Oshin McConville councillor former Armagh footballer All-Ireland winner two-time All-Star winner as well we'd be here all day Oshin, if I ran through uh, all of the honours but listen like I say thank you so much uh, for your time that's our lot for today's edition of The Hard Shoulder off the ball there up next and I'll be back tomorrow from four have a good one 